Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio one until four, and then after four o'clock, John and Ken on demand. That's the name of the podcast that you can get on the app. It's the same as the radio show, and you just listen to what you missed. Well, we began the show today with the LA County District Attorney George Gascon appearing before the media along with LA County Sheriff's Department officials to talk about the charges against a 22-year-old by the name of Fraser Michael Baum. Four counts of malice murder, four counts of gross vehicular manslaughter. He's the 22-year-old that was driving his BMW, we now understand, at 104 miles an hour in a 45-mile-per-hour zone, lost control, hit cars, and also hit four young women who were students at Pepperdine University, and they all died. This is a very dangerous stretch as people have said for years, a Pacific Coast Highway in this Malibu area. Uh, the only other thing we learned, based on questioning from reporters, is that apparently Baum does have a defense attorney who's claiming something about road rage. 
which uh, the driver may have been involved in before he crashed into the young women, and it may have uh, caused the crash. But we don't know much else on that, and we'll wait to see how that develops. No evidence has been produced by this attorney, Michael Kraut. So we're waiting on his bombshell evidence. Right. Uh, We're going to talk with Michelle Shane. We've had uh, Michelle on a number of times. He and his wife, Ellen, went through this uh, tragedy back in 2010 when their 13-year-old daughter, Emily, was run over by a crazed driver who was angry about something in his personal life and uh, was charged with murder. And the murder charge, after two trials, stuck. And he uh, spent over a decade in prison, only recently released. And we're going to talk with Michelle now because uh, he, he has this movie out uh, about the PCH, 21 Miles in Malibu, which I've seen as a terrific uh, documentary on the history of the, of the freeway and the damage, uh, the tragedy that's uh, occurred on the freeway. Uh, Michelle, how are you? Welcome again. Fine. Thanks for having me back on. I wanted to just correct something, and it just came out on... October 18th, that government Governor Newsom overturned the parole, and the guy is staying in prison and can't go to the parole board before 24. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, happened the 18th. And the accident in Malibu that killed those four uh, Pepperdine students was on the 17th. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's a political move. You wonder move. if it influenced his decision. <laughs> oh, exactly. it, Newsom, it absolutely did. But you know what? Yeah, uh, because the Channel 7 story here says that he may have gotten released this year. He early release on parole early, later this year. Well, but uh, He was like supposed to. He won yeah. in the parole. He got the word. But the final say on parole is Governor Newsom. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, Michelle, let's talk about, uh, did you go to the uh, meeting the other night, the Malibu City Council? Yes, I did, and I spoke. So uh, what is your take on this, particularly as regards Caltrans? And they put out this statement about supposedly all these upgrades and safety enhancements they have done to Pacific Coast Highway over the years, claiming from Santa Monica to Oxnard. Traffic signals, uh, median delineators, center medians raised, crosswalks, lane striping, improved guardrails, and blah, 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 blah. Are you impressed with their response? No, those are low-hanging fruit. Does that save a life? I mean, Caltrans has been notorious in their lack of empathy, lack of needing to do something, and just following what they wanted to do. I mean, they're a fiefdom. They're kind of sitting there on their own and deciding how things have to happen. And what I'm hoping will happen is the outrage and the brutality from these four girls dying for no reason except for being in the wrong place at the wrong time will cause something to happen. We'll get enough people angry that they'll make the change. I mean, this weekend, I was so upset by this whole thing because it drove me back to where I was in 2010 that I wrote a petition. We have 4,700 signatures and over 100 thousand views of that petition at this time what if you if you I, I know there's there's dozens of potential recommendations that caltrans has ignored what are the ones that really would make a meaningful difference you think 
and again, I'm not a politician. I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I think that within the core of Malibu, those have to become city streets and not highways. And I don't know how you go about doing that without bankrupting Malibu. But if you could get Malibu to control part of the of the street where it, the, the traffic goes at 25 miles an hour, and yes, it'll take you a lot longer to get through Malibu, but maybe we don't lose lives. And then, of course, at Dead Man's Curve and at different areas, putting in the safety measures, doing things that would keep people safe. I mean, the bottom line, uh, John and Ken, really is life. And they don't regard human life. Well, John had mentioned last hour that apparently on the Nextdoor app, people just don't want it to get any slower on that stretch of PCH because they want to get places. You should uh, you should look at some of the Nextdoor app postings because somebody was making the case, you know, for speed limits and more police patrols and speed bumps. I mean, everybody has an idea. And some people start pushing back saying, wait a second, why should we all be punished because of a few crazy people you can't control anyway? Listen, I get it. I'm not a slow driver. You can ask my wife uh, that. Um, but at the same time, uh, let's measure value for value. Uh, take you a couple minutes longer to get somewhere, and uh, maybe it doesn't happen now, but maybe it happens in a couple years from now. You save a life. I want to just say one thing about this is you don't want to be the person that lost someone they loved. It's easy to read that four girls got killed, this young child got killed, that person got killed. It doesn't affect you. You can go, oh, it's terrible. I feel terrible. It doesn't affect you. When it affects you, it is life-changing. I was a different person before April 3rd, 2010, than I am today. It, it must have been really rough when you heard the news about these girls last week, huh? Yeah, I mean, it... it, it it's almost like PTSD in the sense that it, it it brought me back to the time when I lost Emily. That And all I could think of was the parents, the four sets of parents, and the waking up. And as, as Ellen used to say to me, you know, she was used to setting the table for five. And the first time she set the table after Emily had died, she set it for five. Mm. And she broke down. Yeah, you're right. I mean, people are, are, are distant from news stories. There's so many news stories. So many of them are traumatic. Right. So many of them are sad that uh, it's hard for people to, to, to maintain the sense of horror for very long. After a few days, it's like, well, wait a minute. You're going to slow down PCH? It's going to take another 10 minutes for me to get home. It, it doesn't take long before people revert back to that default setting. Absolutely. I mean, listen, look, look at the news in Israel, in, in uh, all around there. 4,000 people are dead. 4,000 people. How many people get affected by that? You were at the city council meeting. Do you feel like this is different than other times this has been discussed? I think so. I think it is in the sense that... And, and I don't demean this in any means or fashion. When Emily died, it was one child, a 13-year-old, in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
when these four girls died, wrong place, wrong time, but it was four girls, it was from a prominent university that is part of the Malibu fabric. It was unconscionable the way it happened, you know, being hit by parked cars and being killed just because you happened to have been there. And at the city council, I mean, there was over two hours of people just saying, hey, this is unacceptable. You add to the fact that next year is an election year, and you have the possibility that this is a tipping point, and it's not just a news bleep that everyone is upset for a minute. And I'm hoping that with my film, with what I'm trying to do as an activist, looking for nothing more than to save some lives and get get a better life out there, that this will be something. I mean, we've got politicians deeply involved, which weren't there before. Uh, did you uh, get to hear or see the Gascon press conference? And what did you think of his, the murder charges that he has proposed? Um, I didn't see or hear uh, on a personal level. I'm not a fan. You know, mm -hmm. no, uh, nobody the is. The fact that Emily's, yeah, the fact that Emily's uh, killer was allowed to uh, go up for parole when uh, when he went for parole the first time that he was told he couldn't go back for three years, and within a year he was back asking for parole again. So I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it, of his policies, and I have my fingers crossed, and of course my big mouth praying that he's not the next DA in L.A. All right, uh, Michelle, good to talk to you again. And again, it, the film is 21 Miles in Malibu. And it's gone. really good to hear that you're, uh, uh, that that guy is still in prison. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. All right, that is Michelle Shane, whose daughter, Emily, was run down on Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu back in 2010. And uh, again, he made a film about it, 21 Miles in Malibu, The Danger of that stretch and of course really uh back talking again about the tragedy in his family because of what happened to the four young pepperdine university students who were mowed down a week ago yesterday in malibu johnny ken uh, your chance for money's next kfi am 640 live everywhere iheart radio app you're listening to john and ken on demand from kfi am 640 i was just checking the news reports online and Michelle Shane's, who uh, we just had on, daughter killed on PCH back in 2010. Uh, that killer who ran over his daughter was paroled in June by the parole board and was supposed to be released before Christmas. Mm. And not one word that Newsom had reversed the parole the day after the four girls got killed. I, not, not one single word. By Dope. any media outlet, no press release from Newsom for this. He just kind of snuck it under the rug because of, I guess, the the crash in Malibu. And if uh, and the parole, you know, the actual release was still to come. I don't know why if they paroled him in June while he was still in there in October. But well, no, the governor has to approve. He can he can uh, deny their decision. I know, so. but he could have approved it for four months, and he didn't. I. Some, I you got all those bills that they passed, signed yeah. up, and this just got backed up. I don't know. And I think before he went on these this jaunt to Israel and China, he wanted to clear out all this stuff. 
We'll be talking about Newsom after the news at 2.30 because uh, he is running for president. Well, you know, this update, too, lastly on this Malibu story, uh, we have now kind of learned the source. Last hour, there was a press conference by the L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon announcing the charges against Frazier Michael Baum, the 22-year-old that ran over the four Pepperdine students last week. It's because Baum made a court appearance today and pled not guilty. They did lower his bail from $8 million to $4 million. His attorney, Michael Kraut, here is the quote. This is exceptionally tragic. The family grieves equally with each others over what's going on. I mean, they feel horrible that this has happened. The issue here is whether it's murder or manslaughter or not a crime. That's really what we're here to look at. We have evidence that the sheriff's department did not want to take that clearly shows that there was a road rage incident. So that's where the reporter got the uh, did not want question. to take. Did not want to take is the words he's using, right? The sheriff's department did not want to take. Well, why doesn't Michael Kraut hold a press conference and explain it? Uh, he probably will. Uh, I guess he was just waiting for uh, the actual court yeah, appearance. And this evidence the, was presented. I say again, I don't understand. I, the, 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 the Trevor Bohm would have, would have said something immediately. Absolutely immediately. Frazier Bohm. What did I say? Frazier. You called him Trevor. Sorry. Yeah. Frazier Bohm would have presented the evidence immediately. Now, this story, sort of in relation to this, we talked about this story uh, when it happened. And uh, it involves a retired police chief from Bell, Andreas Probst, 64 years old. He was run down. He actually retired as police chief in 2009 and eventually moved to Vegas. And he was out on his bicycle. And these two teens, Jesus Ayala and Yazim Keys, were driving around, having a good time. And they decided to uh, scare people and bump into people and run over people. And they killed Probst. He was out on a morning bike ride and they ran him down. The update today is that they made a court appearance. Here is the report from KTNV ABC 13 Las Vegas reporter Jaywon Jung. Sitting four seats apart from each other in district court Tuesday to set a trial date, 18-year-old Jesus Ayala and 16-year-old Jameer Keys were seen giggling, conversing, covering their faces from media, and flipping off the Probst family. How can you sit there after taking a man's life and act like such an entitled it's a scene that made the family of retired police chief Andreas Probst livid. His daughter Taylor shocked by the callous conduct. They really have no remorse that this is just a game to them. Metro police say Ayala was the driver and Keys the passenger in an intentional hit and run that killed Probst on August 14th. Probst was cycling in a bike lane north on Tanea Way near Centennial Parkway in the Northwest Valley when he was mowed down. It's not that Video from grand jury evidence released Monday shows Ayala joking around with an officer in the back of a police car following his arrest. On the news last night, I, I once again saw a brand new piece of video that I never seen before. Ayala's public defender, David Westbrook, argued in court he saw the body cam footage on our channel for the first time. I don't know if I need a press pass to get discovery, but I would certainly like to get some discovery in this case before the media gets it. However, the evidence was not obtained through prosecutors, but through a public records request. 
Judge Jacqueline Bluth acknowledged media is allowed access to grand jury exhibits. Still, Westbrook told the judge he's concerned about finding fair jurors in the case because of the media attention. The family of Probst telling reporters it's ironic Ayala's attorney is worried about media attention when police say the duo posted what became a viral video <laughs> of the crime. It was your people who put it in the media first. Your clients. Your clients are the ones that put that on social media. Wife Crystal Probst wears her husband's shattered Apple Watch, which first alerted authorities of the tragedy. It reminds me he's here with me in the courthouse. Trial is scheduled almost a year from now on September 16th, 2024. All right. And again, you know, remember what happened with this story was uh, they ran over the retired police chief on his bicycle. But the story got bigger because they were sharing the video they took from inside the car with people at school. It started yeah. circulating at yeah. school, and, and that's when it hit the media. And this this jackass public defender, I hate public defenders. Did you hear what a smug attitude that guy had? David Westbrook he, is yeah, his name. He's trying to turn it against the uh, police, the judge, uh, the media. Your clients put the, put the murder evidence on social media so they could brag to their friends. Yeah, that's what happened. And this guy's still standing there trying to defend them? They should be executed. And now they're taunting the families, giving them a the finger? And they're smiling, In and there's even a, a, a still shot of this public defender leaning over and laughing with, with, with his client, one of the defendants. Where do the, these... These tattooed... Uh, Evil kids. Yeah, the goons. Where do these psychotics come from? And how do they get a matching psychotic public defender? By the way, Gascon's office is filled with public defenders like this guy. That's why you have so many horrific decisions. It's because it's it's this bizarre mentality where they identify with monsters who randomly, for sport, run over a guy on his bike. Or run over four uh, innocent girls. Ayala is 18, Keys is 16, and Ayala's the one that made the comment, so you think anything's going to happen to me because of the juvenile laws? I'll be out in 30 days, is what he told me. Actually, he, it is so bad, it is so bad right now in, in, in these cities that these psychos think they can run people over, murder them, and nothing bad's going to happen. There's not going to be any consequence. They like legitimately believe that. That's how they he's must have been following uh, the George Gascon news because he likes to go easy on juveniles, I, right? He, he he forgot he wasn't in Los Angeles. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere. iHeart Radio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. Are you considering running no. for president in no. 2024 or 2028? No. Not even no. considering. Oh, no, not at all. This election is a choice about life and death. We didn't defeat Trumpism. This is the most consequential election. They choose that as they sell fear around crime. They sell calm around these perverse gun laws. What we've got right now is not working and it's about to break. Look at the sewage that is online that they amplify on these networks and in social media to dehumanize people. This whole damn border debate is made up. That's how extreme the Republican <laughs> Party is in the United States of America. It's time to organize, guys. Bottom up, not just top down. Republicans have been organizing bottom up forever. Where the hell are we? As a party to capture the narrative. I honestly, if I were offering political advice, I, I'd tell him to pack up and, and wait a few years. I never trust politicians, so I get why you keep asking. So when I see you in Iowa in 2023, I will play this uh, for you. New Hampshire, South Carolina, I'm in where? What else? And now, John and Ken present the Gavin Newsom is running for president desk. Uh, Gavin Newsom may be sort of running for president. Well, may, maybe Gavin Newsom not running for president desk. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app, and on the radio 1 till 4, iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast. I guess you could put it this way. 
there's uh, on the wall, there's, you know, where the fire extinguisher goes. It yeah. says, if Joe Biden dies, break glass and Gavin Newsom pops out because <laughs> that's it. Or if Biden just says, I can't do it. Or obviously he's not in any condition to say he can't run. That's what Newsom's doing. And that's why he made a trip to China. That's why he keeps showing up. I mean, this started last year or even before that. And every- when he started to make trips to other states and attacked Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he's going to debate DeSantis, on and on and on. And everybody's in on this. The Biden people are in on it because the Democratic National uh, Party is in on it. They, they know oh, yeah. they have to Because have- they know even if Biden manages to get through... Newsom's the next guy in 2028. Right. And there's nobody. That's what, so far. And they really don't have anybody else. Uh, he, he has, uh, I guess, what they've determined, the most name recognition uh, and uh, the uh, kind of energy that you need in a fill-in candidate who will quickly change the story from Biden's demise to let's look to the future. And of but course, what we believe here at the John and Ken Show is like many other California politicians in recent years, when he reaches the larger national stage, it'll be a joke. Uh, Tony Villar is a good example. <laughs> Tony Villar couldn't make it to Sacramento. Tony Villar <laughs> was, you know, the big Latino mayor of Los Angeles, and the Obama people thought this is great. Let's bring him to the convention. Let's have him make a rousing speech. And he was a flop. Well, look what he it's... couldn't get the crowd to even move. And it's uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is another one. She right? dropped out of the Democratic primary before the first vote. And yep. uh, was picked up off the uh, garbage pile from by uh, Biden. And now she's a national joke. Everybody's embarrassed by her. So uh, I guess the big news about Newsom's trip to China was he did get to sit down with the president of that country. Fellow communist. Yes. <laughs> Xi Jinping. <laughs> yeah, Xi Jinping. He seemed very comfortable with, uh, with a uh, communist leader, didn't he? And it's like, oh, so you locked everybody in their house, too? Yeah, yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> oh, did you lock all the kids uh, out of school? Yeah, yeah, we did that, too. Did you Tell put me, what, of- how does it feel taking over all of uh, private uh, property and industry? <laughs> I got to do that, too, in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait till, wait till he comes back from China. He's probably got all these new ideas. Yeah, do you know what? You could just nationalize uh, all the industries here in California. I wonder if uh, Newsom got a look at the balloons that uh, the Chinese sent over here to spy on us. Uh, yeah. If you, there's any little back room they have there with those uh, oh, fake balloons. Yeah, here's the balloons we use to spy on your country. And Gavin would stand there, that bobblehead, going, oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty cool. Ah. The Daily Mail had some story, I think it was yesterday, that the Chinese have a whole bunch of new viruses. Did you see that story? No. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they went exploring in some caves, and they found animals, and they've got all these new viruses. Oh, yeah. That, 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 no, they're going to they're gonna fire these off every few years. I didn't know whether or not to believe it, because a lot of stories out of China are I, well, I, kind of hard to. Look, they, they work on biological weapons. So do we. So do all the great powers in the world. We've got all kinds of bizarre biological weapons to unleash if we now, need to. The main reason that Dippity-Doo is in China is to sign these uh, moves. MOUs, Memorandums of Understanding. He was bragging, I heard him today on the news, about uh, how many uh, leaders of provinces I got together with and signed all these memorandums with. This is, this is a precedent and record-breaking. Wonderful. Oh, it says here, Newsom did bring up, uh, they talked about climate change, Israel, and fentanyl. How about that? We talked about precursor chemicals. We talked about the importance of the issue, wait, how it's wait. becoming a lead cause. Because if you don't know, wait. a lot of the components for fentanyl come from China. They make their way to Mexico. What a, they're put together and sent here. What a wimp. We talked about precursor chemicals. 
Precursor chemicals. China makes the chemicals and sends them to Mexico to be mixed. China is the source of our 100,000 fentanyl deaths every year. The source of all the people laying dead in the streets in Los Angeles five a day. It's that guy that Newsom is sitting with. And all he could, Mr. Mealymouth saying is like, well, and we talked about the precursor ingredients. Wow. What a strong leader, huh? You really took it to him there. Why don't you tell him to his face? Stop uh, killing hundreds of thousands of Americans by shipping off these chemicals. He just said the discussion was remarkably positive. Probably Xi just nodded. Sure, sure, sure. He's the enemy. He's this our is the enemy. enemy. He's trying to kill us. Look what they did with the virus. Look what they do with the fentanyl. Look what they're doing. Look at all the spies that we've captured. Yeah, they're not. Wow. He's like he's like he's eight years old. Oh, wow, this is really cool. I've never well, been to China before. Here's what happened. He and his uh, goofs tried to say, well, how can we really raise your profile? You've been all over the U.S., Let's send you abroad. Uh, Israel, of course, that's a big story right now. And China. And you'll just look important like you are a leader of state. Don't worry about what you talk about. And don't worry that it's the Chinese communists. Just look like you're there and uh, you've got some stature and the president <laughs> receives you. And he, they have 1,100 coal-fired plants. 1,100 <laughs> of them. Did, did he talk about that with the... No, instead he was driving around a $160,000 Chinese EV. Yeah, was that when he went to BYD? A Chinese a, electric car. And it's like, well, no. We talked about that visit he made to BYD, Build Your Dreams. It's the Chinese uh, why, electric car manufacturer. Why are you showing off a Chinese electric car? If you're going to insist on an electric car, there's a few that are made here in America. 160,000. 160,000, yeah. That's even beyond some of the wealthier people that buy EVs. Only, only Newsom's donors can afford yeah, exactly. An EV like that. God, he is he is a clod. And, and Daryl Issa raised a good point. Endorsing Beijing manufacturing, so much of it is stolen from American innovators. That's what China does. The corporate spying is, is tremendous. They steal a lot of our technological secrets. Yeah. And then they use it to create their own companies and cut into our market share. I, yeah, and, I, and of course, the story also points out that uh, uh, the Chinese are investing in cobalt and all of the other well, ingredients for the, electric vehicle batteries. The environmental damage the Chinese do the, and, and the human damage the Chinese do down in Africa with their cobalt mining. Ever seen a uh, uh, film or, or pictures of the, the Congo, women and yeah. children who are completely covered in cobalt dust and they work 12 plus hours a day for, for pennies? Digging into this, you know, the side of a hill to extract the cobalt. They're all going to die young of something. And and, right. and Newsom, Newsom uh, buddies up to this monster. All right. We'll be right back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeart Radio app. He is one of the biggest fraud, maybe the biggest fraud I've ever seen. Uh, but, he, you know, he has really, really nice hair. He's cute. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Hey, uh, Day After Tomorrow brings us back around to the Moist Line. If you want to be a part of it, leave a message using the iHeartRadio app or the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. 
Coming up in the 3 o'clock hour, we will once again revisit the wild story of the Alaska Airlines pilot who apparently was not okay when he was riding along with a couple of other pilots on a flight and he decided to get up and see if he could shut off the engines midair. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to Alex Stone who's covering this case and the court appearance and everything else we know, including the magic mushroom angle. Coming yeah. up after the news. And there's such a movement to uh, legalize, decriminalize taking uh, mushrooms. So th this will be an entertaining era we'll be entering. All right. Well, you know, I think we've talked about this homeless encampment. Uh, oh, homeless I know this one. Ten years, tents have lined Venice Boulevard under the 405 freeway in the Mar Vista section of Los Angeles. And apparently just yesterday, the final uh, removal of the encampment. Here's the report from ABC7's Josh Haskell. I'm happy, but anxious because of all the, the commotion around, you know. I mean, I appreciate those, those who have helped to make sure that this happens. Jeremy Minnie has called this stretch of Venice Boulevard in Mar Vista under the 405 freeway home for four years. But on Tuesday, one of LA's most notorious homeless encampments was clear. It's existed for roughly 10 years. Wow! Living up under here, it's, it's rough. And it'd be nice to be able to have somewhere where I can have a shower and, like, a bed to lay in. I don't believe anyone wants to actually live here, you know? As really? the homeless crisis has expanded, so has this encampment, which has been the scene of shootings, drug deals, overdose deaths, mm -hmm. fires, all impacting the surrounding neighborhood, including exclusive motors owned by George Frem. We changed the narrative from saying that this used to be something that is okay, and today everybody's saying this is not okay. I'm not worried about me. I'm happy about people are gonna stop dying on the streets, and you know families are gonna be reunited. One of the reasons why this homeless encampment was so challenging to clear is that this side of Venice Boulevard is the city of Los Angeles, split oh, between no. two council wait, districts, wait, and this wait, side. Wait. I, what he's going to say is the other side is Culver City. So because one side of the street is Culver City and one side of the street is Los Angeles, for 10 <laughs> years, they Nothing. couldn't fit out, figure out how to clear? That's an excuse. 10 years? Well, who's this reporter? Who, who is that reporter? That's Josh, Josh Haskell. Haskell. What the hell? Did he fall on his head? Did he, didn't he go to anyone in government and say, why would it take 10 years to clean an encampment just because one side's Culver City and one side is L.A.? Can't Culver City clean up its side? L.A. clean up its side? Or well, I got this one. How about everybody come together and clean the whole thing at the same time? Why would it take 10 years? Remember the last time I think we visited this story? Remember what Culver City did? They built that little walkout so people would get uh, have to get off the sidewalk. Remember that? I've, I've driven. Yes. That was their stupid Rather idea. Rather than clean out the homeless. They, they just allowed a little pedestrian walkway into the street around the sidewalk. I keep seeing this. Oh, it is so challenging. It's not challenging. Do it. They're all breaking the they law. They did it yesterday. You did it yesterday. They're claiming, oh, we put them in. Oh, oh this is Katie Yaroslavsky. Oh, she's, she's, she's a fool. She likes to put that in her stupid press releases. Well, it's really challenging. There's nothing challenging about walking up to these people and saying, you're breaking the law. You must move. We have a place for you to go, or Mr. Policeman here will give you a nice ride to the desert. What the hell? It's really challenging. I live it when I hear that. It is not challenging. They're breaking the law. Round them up and tell them to move on their own, or we're going to make you move. It's really challenging. And then Josh Haskell repeats it. What the hell? What kind of a news reporter is he? What kind, what kind of editors allow this? 
What producers allow this to be a report without going? Get, Eric Garcetti was mayor for nine and a half years, almost in his, his entire term. He allowed this. Fifty people, apparently. Uh, this was part of Inside Safe. So they're going to hotels, and we found out that that sometimes is a dead end. Because a lot of those people safe. just wander back out to yeah. the street because they don't like the hotels. I drove by that many, many times. There's oh, I know you two, have. There's yeah. two places I go to lunch. I meet my friends there. I've taken my sons there. And and driving past this, this has just been uh, overwhelming, unconscionable. You could not believe how huge and disgusting and dangerous they had spilled out past the sidewalk into the street, debris everywhere. You don't know what you're running over. You don't know if a body's going to roll out in front of you. I, I, I mean, I mean, Garcetti and Karen Bass have just been completely incompetent. I don't know who runs Culver City, but clearly they're insane. And for the news media to send a reporter and this gets written and edited and reviewed and actually broadcast on Israeli challenging for 10 years. Everybody's insane. Absolutely right. insane. We'll be right back. Johnny Kent, KFI AM 640 live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. Sandy Wells live. In the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.